Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. The number of complex issues facing Northumberland County staff and politicians is huge. For them, it's like a juggler trying to keep running chainsaws in the air. Affordable housing, a viable workforce, economic support for businesses, tourism, agriculture, homelessness, internet connectivity, and the list goes on. For the juggler, the trick is trying to keep it all in the air. That means the juggler has to be focused. For the county, the focus is the strategic plan. In this interview, you're going to hear from Dan Borowick, Director of Economic Development, Planning, and Strategic Initiatives, and Kate Campbell, Director of Communications. They're going to share what people have been saying about these major issues as the county reaches out to get the public's opinion. It will also give insight into a whole host of things you may think you know about and a lot more that you don't. I am pleased to welcome two key staffers from Northumberland County, Dan Borowick, Director of Economic Development, Planning and Strategic Initiatives, and Kate Campbell, the Director of Communications. Welcome to both of you to consider this Northumberland. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Housing seems to be on everyone's lips these days when we talk about the things that need to be addressed in Northumberland County. We have a homelessness crisis. Uh, We have an affordability crisis. We have employers saying they can't hire anyone because there's nowhere for their employees to live. It seems like a core issue going forward. I want to start off by finding out what are you hearing from the public and your focus groups that make sense to you and is an actionable item so that people listening can feel like something concrete is going to happen in a timely way to move the needle on this so such an important issue. Would like to start. Uh, So I think what this strategic planning process where we've been reaching out to the community and the development of this plan um, has reinforced um, is that housing and homelessness um, are some of the top concerns for the community. So rather than um, revealing that that is new, of course, what what this process has done is um, continue to confirm that that is what is at the top of people's minds. Uh, And so people are interested in removing red tape you know people are interested in um, some creative solutions like smaller units like multi-generational housing these are some of the the recommendations that we've heard from the community to tackle this challenge and of course um, our council and our community partners and the county have been working on just that we want to make sure that we have a community that has a range of safe and affordable housing solutions uh, but Uh, There is a a challenge in our community and and across Ontario. It it will take time to address, uh, but we are investing a a great deal of um, resources, time and money to try and and bring some solutions to this community. I guess, Dan, let me ask you this then. 
we've seen this as a priority in previous, as Kate referred to, that we've seen this kind of thing identified before. What are you hearing that's specific then that that is actionable, that can be integrated into a strategic plan? Um, well, specifically, uh, especially with the type of dialogue we have with numerous numerous associations, uh, workforce and labor labor force concerns are a, a priority with with with, uh, with 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 what we've been hearing, and we've been hearing that over the over the course of the last eight, eight, 18 months. In 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 particular, um, uh, what what is a most most concerning from the from the various groups that we've, we've spoken with is the inability inability to attract talent uh, primarily because uh, any any form of what we're calling workforce housing is, is currently unattainable mm-hmm. and so um, our, our 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 step forward in that has, has been uh, to look at a couple of best practice models and and, and then uh, modify them to apply to Northumberland. The one the one we've chosen is uh, based on a Calgary model known as Attainable Housing Calgary. From our perspective, we're, we've termed this initiative Workforce Northumberland Workforce Housing, and and the way that model works is that we uh, we've um, we're looking at utilizing land that is currently. Uh, being uh, underutilized or un- un- unused by the various lower tiers and going forward to those lower tiers uh, uh, speaking to their councils and 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 uh, uh, reaching an agreement on securing that land uh, at, at, at no cost part part of our workforce housing initiative involves the acquisition of land uh, and then the next step is dealing specifically with developers to see uh, where where and what they might be able to put on that that land at a, at a cost that's uh, 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 reasonable for uh, workforce. There are a couple of conditions attached to this. Um, uh, we're, 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 we're hoping that the, the price point for that, 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 that housing will, will be uh, such that uh, a working couple can afford to, to purchase the home. We'll take an active role in that. We've already had discussions with financial institutions about support and what type of income that would require, and we've had quite quite a number of discussions with the development community as to how how they could make it work from their end. So, um, most recently, council approved the, the creation of a of a municipal service corporation within the county dedicated specifically to workforce housing. So we're 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 on the move with that, uh, Rob, and we we feel that. Um, um, what we what we can do is have something in 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 a in a workable state by the by hopefully by the the late fall of this year, and 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 start to to, to move on that. You know, an issue has always been the cost of land. If there's a, a land that is uh, 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 available, uh, the utilization of that land or the donation of that land by by lower tiers means that those lower tiers will benefit not only by workforce but also the residential taxes that come with that land to the developer it it it, it adjusts what the selling price of a home can be considering the land is 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 it's it's is being offered up as part of the part of the package so um we spent a, a fair amount of time working this through uh, we think we have a model we'll introduce the model uh to the to the general to the general public in in detail um uh Hopefully by by late August. And to be clear, when Dan's saying lower tiers, that would be the lower tier municipalities. So the seven municipalities that comprise Northumberland County. 
I understand, though. Uh, I mean, that's that's great. And I, it, it's so much like what the county does. It takes a lot. It, there's a timeline involved and there's a lot of organization. And you've already described incredible amount of resources and time being put in just to get this get this in place, let alone start to actually try and implement it. And it sounds, you know, timelines are, are critical. And I understand that there are people working in Brighton that live in Trenton. And there are community initiatives for volunteers to transport these people back and forth. Um, I'm also aware that there are employers who are literally bringing busloads of workers into Northumberland County or around Northumberland County to to uh, for this employment. So what can be done now um, in terms of a solution or or as part of a strategic plan that uh, can address these kinds of issues? Uh, Dan, why don't I'll, let, I'll come back to you and then I'll, I'll go to Kate. Well, I, I, I guess from a strategic plan perspective, the intent behind uh, the strategic plan is that uh, we, we've certainly validated, what we're finding is we're certainly validating all these issues with the various groups that we are speaking to and the information that, that's come forward with us. So I, I, I think, you know, the, the, what the strategic plan does is, is uh, form the, the basis for county uh, county council support in in both recognizing the need and and recognizing the urgency in, in moving uh, uh, moving our efforts into this as as being a, pr- a priority from the strategic plan. Our aim is certainly to create some very very uh, specific actionable items. Um, um, but I agree with you. It, ta- it takes time to build. Put, put the infrastructure in place to make the, to, to get this going, but the real reality is, um, if we don't put this type of infrastructure in place to get it going, we'll always be patchwork. Um, it's very hard to attract individuals if all we have is potentially some transitional housing solution, which is only short term. Um, we 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 really are looking for uh, stability. You know, the development community already has models of the type of housing we're talking about, which is either row or stacked town housing, uh, townhouses. I, uh, we're 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 close. We're very very close. Uh, this this strategic planning process is very very much the validation of that. And yes, I agree with you. We have you know we have buses being coming into community to to, to bring workforce uh, on a on a on a daily on a daily basis. Uh, uh, we have transportation issues that uh, that uh, make the the situation even more precarious. But the the reality is, and until we <clears throat> until we move forward with some 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 all the pieces in place, and we're moving on that exceptionally quickly. This this workforce housing initiative is is about six months in. We've moved very very quickly and got it to a point where. Um, you know, when you have developers financing and structure in play, um, next step is shovel this, shovels in the ground. Yeah, Kate, uh, Dan used the word transition, which leads into, I think, the next area that I'd like to explore, and that is homelessness. Um, what suggestions or ideas are you getting at the county that makes sense to act beyond what is already happening? Are you hearing anything that's new or innovative? Uh, I... You know, our community 
is very engaged. We have a very engaged community in Northumberland um, and lots of suggestions. Um, there's lots of dialogue happening in the community. So we're not uh, at a loss for, um, for recommendations, of course, and for um, a willingness to collaborate on this issue. Uh, but again, what this process has done uh, has been validating the need that exists and the work that is required um, rather than necessarily new ideas. Um, and so there, you know, there is a lot of work being done in this space, a lot of investment happening. The county has doubled investments in the homelessness system, more than doubled uh, for 2023, and is investing over $10 million in property tax dollars a year uh, on the housing side of the spectrum. So work is ongoing, but we also recognize that there is a healthcare issue that exists in the community that is contributing to homelessness, and that requires an integrated solution of mental health and physical health supports with homelessness system supports. And that, of course, requires collaboration between different levels of government, because while the county, of course, uh, and, and its community partners are uh, responsible, accountable, and working for the homelessness system, healthcare is a provincial issue. So we are prepared to work uh, and are working with our provincial partners and with our healthcare partners. Uh, and we are advocating strongly for that integrated solution, if we're gonna be able to resolve homelessness in the community, we recognize there's a, a significant healthcare component that's gonna be required uh, as, as we move forward. Has the county spoken to people with lived experience when they're doing these consultations? Yes, so in the fall, uh, currently and, and over the, the last several months, uh, the county has been reviewing the emergency shelter system in Northumberland for homelessness. And this has included it this past fall some focus grouping with individuals with lived experience to understand their perspectives and needs with respect to the emergency shelter system and what is required in terms of homelessness supports. And that feedback will be an important component of this process and will be integrated into that strategic plan. I, I know there are some people who are looking for leadership around this issue. Is the county the right place to look? And if it is, how is the strategic plan going to reflect this? So the the, the county is the lead for the homelessness system planning in Northumberland. And so certainly there is uh, a concerted effort and has been to make sure that all of the partners are brought together to contribute to solutions for the community. There is a great deal of interoperation and collaboration in the homelessness system to, to make sure that people are getting the supports that they need. We recognize that there are gaps. Um, and I think that many municipalities across the province, all municipalities, in fact, um, are struggling with this issue and are seeing a rise in this issue. Um, but again, we are looking at strategic investments to increase the supports that are available. Last week, um, MPP Pacini announced additional funding through the province for the community, and that's going to see, for example, an additional uh, mental health worker through Northumberland Hills Hospital, specifically dedicated to case management and outreach uh, within the homelessness uh, population. Uh, we will be um, increasing the amount of uh, shelter benefits uh, and rent supplements to keep people housed. And it will also help uh, to uh, increase prevention programming, such as, you know, the Renovates program with Habitat for Humanity to help 
low-income individuals make necessary renovations to their house to keep them housed and prevent homelessness. Uh, so lots of investment happening in the community and lots of interest um, in collaboration between the different agencies to bring the supports that are necessary. But again, we recognize there are gaps and that there is need for a, perhaps a different lens on this as well with respect to, to mental health and addictions. And I'd, I'd like to come back to you and, and talk about the economy. There are so many small businesses in Northumberland, and there's a lot of county effort to help small business that are already in place. But what about long-term support? What are some of the things that you are hearing uh, that small business is saying, like those that are in the downtowns who are not startups, but maybe need some help getting to the next phase of their growth? What, what are you hearing? Um, you know, through our through our business and entrepreneurship center, we're 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 you know acutely aware of the the, the needs of the, those businesses. You know, it, it's it's interesting. You know, when we when we measure success for businesses, we we do not measure solely the fact that we've assisted a business launch, but rather we try and look at success three years down the road, or if we look at businesses who potentially. Uh, you know, suffer from what a number of small businesses suffer from, which is, uh, you know, they've been around for a while. There's no secession planning of any sort. Uh, there, there's, uh, there's a, a need to further embrace technology. We have a, you know, we have a, a, a number of, of uh, working collaborations with those businesses to 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 to, to bring in. To bring in supports for them, and try and find ways that that can move move their their businesses along, you know. And, and you know, for interestingly enough, for a number of our startups, we have startups who over over the course of, of, of their first thirty six uh, months of operation are now well into having a, a million dollars worth of sales on an annual basis. So, I mean, the types of supports we bring in are not are not typically your your standard well standard well uh, you know well here's a workshop and the, the workshop will assist you blah 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 blah. What we try and do is we try and group people of, of like like services with like problems on an ongoing basis uh, uh, to, to, to gather for an hour or an hour and a half and try and determine how they can help one another and also what, what government support systems that, that, that are out there that can specifically assist that business owner. Many times, so, so many of the current business assist systems uh, are, are really tied to some significant, significant paperwork and justifications. And, 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 it's easier for for us sometimes to do an overall application that targets very specific areas that are the ones we're hearing require the most need and then distribute that funding to those individuals uh, so that it alleviates the paperwork and allows them to 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 uh, focus purely on on what's required from a, from that from a business perspective um uh you know down 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 you know, COVID had certainly had its effects on on downtown retail, uh, but I but I think I think one of the things it's done is it certainly made a lot of our our smaller businesses far more open to the utilization of technology and the importance of technology in their overall business operations. And so, um, you know, everything here is is, uh, is is connected. There there's really not one standalone that's not that's not. Uh, that, that, that isn't impacted by another factor that's attached attached to it, and and I, I guess we're finding from an economic development perspective, our role is changing very very much from just economic development but to community development, because 
we have to take a holistic approach to this, whether it's, it's you know, uh, community and social welfare, whether it's environmental, whether it's economic, whether it's health, it, it's it's all interrelated into everything in, in, into what what we do. That that approach has benefited us because it's certainly brought a lot more people to the table, and it's brought a lot more people who have some of the qualities, certainly the qualities that may, we may lack in terms of of uh, advice and direction and 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 capacity to build. Um, so you know. And I think that's very reflective in how we're looking at this particular strategic plan. The folks coming forward all have leadership qualities within their own particular areas. And with that, they're willing to, to collaborate and support. It's complicated, but we're getting there. Tourism is a major pillar in the local economy. What are you hearing from tourism operators and related businesses about what's needed to be included in the strategic plan? Sure. Um, I, you know, our, our, our approach has been to to, to assist tourism operators with the development of new products within their, within their purview or to enhance what they are all, already doing in, in terms of, of ways in which we can uh, directly assist them for that. Um, you know, most, the, the, if, if anything, it's not the advent of new ideas or new product development. The real challenge for tourism operators is talent and acquiring folks who are uh, a workforce to help them move, move forward, which gets us back to in order to have workforce, we need housing. And, and without housing, we can't attract talent, you know, and, and, and uh, it's, a, it's a, it's a bit of a vicious circle. And I think, I think, I think, what we're trying to overcome is the, the, the uh, sort of, well, there's one answer for all of this. You know, we just, we just need, let's increase our immigration levels and that'll, that'll take care of our workforce problem. Yeah. But it, it but all it, all it does is create other challenges in other areas, um, you know, to, to really attract a new Canadian workforce, there has to be a way to new Canadians to establish themselves as a community. And if they can't establish themselves within community, there's no reason for them to actually want to stay rural setting and part of the large drive now with uh, with immigration refugee and citizenship canada is to make that push of new canadians not city centric but rural centric in many ways to try and and and, and, and renew uh communities so um you know that's that's sort of the third third pillar that we're also working on at this point in time to try and to, to round things out but once again it's connected to housing well just to build on that point of interconnectedness i i mean agriculture is in the in the same boat is it not uh, um they they talk about the need for labor and and in order to be sustainable themselves but at the same time i mean there may be some people that are worried about things for example in terms of agriculture about loss of farmland to development and you know when you talk about having housing you know where are we going to put it is there anything in the strategic planning process that's going to address these kinds of concerns that agriculture has beyond labor? Yes, yeah, actually, it's the largest contributor to 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 the Northumberland uh, economy. It's uh, agriculture, tourism, and manufacturing are the one, two, three in in in, in Northumberland, and and I, with with the ag agricultural community in, in particular, uh, one of the things that they require most is connectivity. And so the whole broadband initiative to put, you know, uh, real connectivity in, in, into the un, unserved or underserved areas is is one of the ways that they can achieve some of the efficiencies they require. And 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 uh, 
you know, the the dialogue is certainly there between, uh, you know, our settlement services and, and, and the work we do we do there and the agricultural community. We currently have I, I, somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 or 250 um, migrant workers currently involved in the, the ag, ag community. And, and certainly there are ways in which to, to, to potentially maybe resolve some of the seasonality issues that, that exist there as part as part of what we're looking at is you know we have we have seasonal workers who with some, some with some legislative adjustment could also then be the same group of individuals who would would gladly take on um, frontline manufacturing roles over the course of the non-agricultural season to remain in Northumberland because it gives them some sense of consistency and some regularity of, of income. It solves a manufacturing problem. It solves an agricultural problem. So, you know, we're, we're, we're on that as well. Well, I, I know that sounds like you've got a lot of plates in the air and, and I, I appreciate that. But when you're consulting and, and you're listening as people are giving you input into the strategic plan, um, do you hear anything about support services? I, I mean, it's one thing that they come here and it's one thing that they work here. But what about the support? Is there is there any call for that in, 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 in the sessions you're having? Yes. Yeah, very, very much so. Uh, I mean, we, we, you know, it's, it's, uh, there has to be the capacity to, 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 uh, meet the necessary requirements. It's, 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 it's just not plug and play for talent in, in especially in the new Canadian community. Um, um, you know, if we, if we want, if, if we want our demographic to change, if we want to increase our, our, our human resource pool, it has to include the impact it has on, on families and, and, and uh, once again, where they live, where they go to school, uh, um, some sense of cultural recognition, diversity uh, are all players in this. And so uh, that I think what we're hearing through the strategic planning process from all all quarters is that, that there is a need to uh to to um, to embrace diversity equity and inclusion within within that strategic plan and, and make that a make that a, a pillar of how how we go forward well what it's interesting too is is what about the idea of, of wages for workers. I, I I mean, you know, just living in Northumberland, we've we've talked about so many issues, but you know, having a living wage for workers is also something uh, that gets raised. Uh, is there a role for the county, and should they be? This should be part of the strategic plan. What do you think, Dan? Um, I, I I I I don't think we can attract the talent we're looking to attract unless there's a. Uh, a wage that's uh, that can 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 make it reasonable uh, uh, to to make to, to make this work in, in sort of any of our our you know uh, one-to-one sessions in, in settlement services with uh, new Canadians looking at, at coming to, 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 to Northumberland the question becomes can I afford to live can my family and I afford to live here and so uh, I think and I think, you know, I think what we're what we're also hearing is that there's recognition on the part of, be it the agricultural community or the tourism community or the or, or the manufacturing community, that in order to attract that talent, they 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 have to be wage competitive. Eight. 
the county's population is close to 50% seniors. What are you hearing on this front? Yes, I mean, that has certainly come up um, and is something that we are aware of and um, that there is supports in the community or the importance of having supports in the community as our population ages. Um, we're also seeing uh, an influx of young families into the community that have, you know, a varying concern from our senior population, but to ensure that we're supporting our seniors to um, live well and age well at home, in their home, in, in Northumberland, in terms of whether that's keeping things affordable from a housing perspective. Um, healthcare is an issue that, you know, while does not immediately pertain um, to the county's area of responsibility, is certainly parallel to the work that we're doing. We're thinking of our, um, our community paramedicine program for long-term care, for example. We've seen um, a, a significant uptake in that program and in the supports that are available there. Uh, the county is responsible uh, for municipal long-term care services. Uh, uh, so there is a thread of um, support for um, aging well and living well at home as our population ages. That is a significant uh, concern and interest for the county as we develop the strategic plan. And I, if I could just add to that, uh, uh, Kate, uh, mainly because I share uh, uh, share space with the with uh, the EMS division and, and the community paramedicine uh, mm. group that's been formed. I, I, I cannot tell you what a cultural shift mm -hmm. that is created in those individuals who are now part of the community para paramedicine uh, uh, effort and what a difference it makes in community and how they react to being able to actually, you know, uh, obtain the the, 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 the trust and, and support of individuals that they visit. Uh, their biggest complaint is, I don't think we can, it's difficult to leave the house because you know, they, they get there, there's somebody who all of a sudden realizes they don't have to arrange a ride to get to a doctor, to, to, to get for, there for a checkup. They, they can get some, some accurate medical advice and they have somebody who actually cares. It's a huge effort and it's one of the best investments uh, in, in healthcare that I think uh, uh, county or municip uh, municipalities or province can make. And I think just on that, our, you know, our, our chief paramedic, uh, chief of paramedics, Susan Brown has said, you know, we have this huge scope of, um, of skill and of professional uh, acumen within our paramedic service, whether they are um, responding to an emergency call on the 911 side, or whether they are providing that prevention support now through the community paramedicine program, we're really now able to tap into that full spectrum and that full scope of skill that exists in the paramedic service, um, whether it's that emergency first response or the prevention side, uh, to work, continue to work and build those relationships with our healthcare partners uh, and just enhance that circle of care that exists in the community. So it's it's been an excellent investment from the province uh, in healthcare in Northumberland. And internet is another pillar that is needed for the county to flourish. And I know the county is working hard to get plans in place to expand. What needs to be included in a strategic plan that might help residents and businesses be patient and knowing that it's it's going to arrive? What should they look for in the strategic plan that's going to assure them that this is going to be addressed and addressed in a timely way? I, I, I think we're at a at a place with with broadband where our 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 uh, uh, our sort of uh, 
timeline for shovel in the ground and how ready we are and what it means and how it will be how it will be uh, uh, laid out over the course of the next 30 months is uh, is is well in hand our 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 hope our hope is that we will have shovels in the ground by by uh, uh, September uh, we're, we're, we are that close and I think what you will find in the strategic plan is 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 um, two things uh, one that 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 sort of uh, overall detail as to how the how it will move forward with with date time and, and uh, capacity but also what you'll find in the strategic planner is an indication of how, um, what 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 that can mean in terms of uh, um, the, uh, sort of transforming Northumberland in many ways, and, and our, our next sort of step in the process is is what type of applications should should we start being uh, being made available, and what we can inform community about as to how they can utilize those services through through a, a, applications that support uh, uh, not only economic growth but but but. All, all aspects of community, from 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 healthcare to 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 en- energy to entertainment to culture to education. Eight. Uh, since it's the first year for new terms of council, there are many municipalities that are undertaking uh, the same process that the county is of trying to come up with a set of goals for the next four years. How is the county going to synchronize all these goals and objectives so that there, there is a tangible result, not just seven municipalities going off and doing their own thing and the county doing its own thing, resulting in possible stagnation or duplication? So I think what people will see, you're, you're right, Rod, that every when there's a new term of council, uh, municipalities focus on you know what that term will look like. And that generally takes the form of a strategic plan. Uh, so you have a lot of that activity happening right now. Um, and I think what people will see as an end result is a great deal of synergy between the plans that emerge um, here in Northumberland County between local municipalities and the county level of government. There is there's close collaboration and support between our organizations, you know, whether we're um, working on road rehabilitation projects together uh, or shared service agreements for things like IT and other back office supports, uh, whether it's affordable housing development um, or even more informal connections uh, like finance and legislative services working groups. We do seek out opportunities to work together to deliver the services that people need. Uh, and I think that that will all come through with these strategic plans that are that are under development. You know, as, as separate organizations, we do have different levels and or, or different types of accountabilities. For example, lower tier municipalities, you know, handle water and sewer and parks and recreation and police and fire areas that the county does not. Um, And similarly, the county has areas of responsibility that the lower tiers do not manage. So we do require separate strategic plans for those areas of operation that are unique. But what what the public will likely see is is great synergy between these plans to make sure that uh, we're all driving towards the same objective of uh, meeting the needs of of the residents of Northumberland and making sure that we're planning for a future that our community can can continue to be a place that um, people can can thrive and prosper. Has there ever been an attempt to try and coordinate the public consultation aspect of this? Because you know when you think about it from the, the residents' point of view, um, they're just constantly being bombarded with you know give us your opinion on, give us your opinion on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, has there ever been discussions like that, Kate, to to try and harmonize this process so that you know you can go to one place and say here's my ideas and here's my grievances and you know go, there you go. 
Yeah, I think that, um, again, because because we are separate entities that have those different areas of accountability. You know, at times we do, uh, we are looking for um, feedback from the public on those specific areas of operation that pertain to the work that we're doing. That said, there's real recognition and continuing discussion um, on the fact that it's one taxpayer and the taxpayer may not necessarily know or even care for that matter who is delivering the service so long as it's delivered. Uh, and so uh, while, while that hasn't, well, that convergence hasn't necessarily happened for this particular uh, process. Where you will see it uh, is that the county is working, for example, on a, a communications master plan that is under development. And uh, there is collaboration between the county and all seven lower tier municipalities on this initiative, where we will be asking some specific questions of the community one time through all of the different channels uh, about how individuals prefer to hear from their local level of government and interact with. Um, do they feel heard and when it comes to community consultations and what can we do to ensure that that engagement is meaningful moving forward? Um, and I think we may find out of that process some areas uh, where we can be working together to advance communication in the community, but also perhaps for future strategic planning processes where there are areas where we could potentially do some um, enhanced coordination. Sorry, no, just, just one last comment. I think we're, we're we also face the challenge that all politics is local, mm -hmm. you know, and that and that that in a, in a constituency with seven lower tiers, the political uh, priority of one overrides the political priorities of the group sometimes. Uh, so it it's a it, 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 from our perspective, I think what one of the things we we're trying most to do is 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 um, is is work in such a way that, that that there's recognition that in order to make all of this work, it will require leadership uh, on, and some leadership decisions at a, at a council level that at that, 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 that times may not be the most popular in a particular constituency, but overall it's, it's better for the greater good. Kate, the county is reaching out to the public to get input into the strategic plan through various methods. Can you quickly describe what has been done and then where we're going from here in terms of consultations if if listeners want to get their uh, their two cents in? Yes, so we we have really tried to make this process as accessible as possible so that in the end we have a strategic plan that that is built on shared priorities. Uh, so for example, we, we have engaged all members of county council as well as a broad spectrum of county staff across our operations uh, in discussion to source their feedback. We have a community questionnaire circulating with, we have drop boxes at 15 locations across Northumberland for hard copy versions. It's just a very brief three question survey. Uh, and uh, we also have an online version of that. And we've seen over 200 responses so far, as well as 700 individuals who have visited that project page to learn more. Now, in addition to that, uh, we've had our outreach team out in the community for the last two weekends at farmers markets, at libraries, at the Workworth Lilac Festival, uh, where they've connected with around a thousand individuals, either, you know, drawing their feedback down on site or providing them with um, information on how to access the, the, the details on the project page. And then finally, Rob, we've also done some focus grouping. So um, our outreach team spoke with young families at the Coburg Early On Center last weekend. Uh, we hosted a roundtable yesterday with some community development organizations uh, to understand their perspectives. And then we're, we're hosting a youth 
roundtable this afternoon. Um, and then to, in addition to that, you know, the Ontario Health Team of Northumberland also hosted focus groups last year as part of their strategic planning process. The county was a part of that work. And so the, the work coming out of that related to uh, health and wellness priorities for the community, um, and in particular, uh, those, those social determinants of health, uh, that feedback will be integrated. So there are many components to this process that will be consolidated to produce a plan that we hope does reflect the priorities and needs of the community. Now, we did launch community consultation on May the 9th. Um, that consultation will conclude at the end of this week, but there is still time for people to either visit any of those um, hard copy locations um, or visit our website to share their feedback online. And that's at joinin joinin.northumberland.ca. Uh, and we, we really do, we welcome feedback from the community to, to make this a robust process. And if they add maybe a day or two after, you'll still be listening? We, you know, we, by next week, we are, we have a big job ahead of us to start to consolidate uh, all of the different inputs that we've had to this process. But um, I imagine that uh, if feedback happens to trickle in, of course, that would, that would be considered and added to that process. Dan Borowick, Kate Campbell, thank you so much for talking to me today. Pleasure. Thank you, Robin. Thanks for sharing all this information with your listeners. That was Dan Borwick, Director of Economic Development, Planning and Strategic Initiatives, and Kate Campbell, Director of Communications. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.